God is good, isn't he? Amen. I was um, talking to a person one day, and they said, uh, you know, they, they, they were always busy in the service actively, but they always made sure that whatever they were doing, they came and they dropped their offering in that, in that basket. I said, uh, I said, you know, you can, you can give it online. You could put that offering in the um, offering box that we have out there in the foyer. And she says, I can't do that, Pastor. I need your blessing. I'm like, really? She goes, yeah, I want you to pray that blessing over me every week. So that's why I put it in the basket. So I'm going to start praying for those of you that are giving online too. God bless you. <laughs> Amen. Because sometimes online is more that's in-house. So praise God for that. We are so grateful for all that you sow into this church and what you're doing. God has been so good to us. So today, you know, I'm going to continue. We were to have a missionary today, but he fell ill this week, ended up in the hospital. And I think he got out of the hospital yesterday, but his wife said he needs to recover. Um, so that's We'll, we'll have him again at some point. We'll have them. So I'm still going to continue in Ephesians today, how to live an effective life in Christ. Isn't that what we want? You know what we want? We want to live an effective life. I was, I was looking at last week's passage, and it said God's purpose in verse 10, chapter 3, verse 10, says, God's purpose in all this was to use, use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to the, all the unseen rulers and authorities in heavenly places. God wants us, the body of Christ, to show off his wisdom. He wants us to walk in his wisdom, and, and it's not to impress people, but it's to push back against those unseen powers that are out there causing havoc. Amen. That's where when we start walking in the wisdom of God, <clears throat> there's an amazing pushback that will happen in the spirit. So that's what we need. And that's one of the things that Paul told us to be praying for was that wisdom. So make sure you ask. Mario, I got a little ringy. I, I see no you here. Okay. So today we're going to continue in chapter 3, verse 14. And the title of my message is The Prayer for the Saints. I love that Paul prays for us. And we just finished Wednesday night going through his prayer earlier in Ephesians where we prayed for the family. And we prayed for the family, our families, um, for the last probably six, seven weeks praying for families, praying for your family, my family, the family of God, believing for God to do something. So today we're going to read verses 14 through 21. So if you'll stand with me and we'll read the word this morning together. Beginning at verse 14, he says, When I think of all this, I fall on my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand all of God's, as all of God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. May you exercise the love of Christ though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power to work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever Amen. 
Dear Heavenly Father, as we go into your word today, I pray, Lord, for transformation in each one of us. That, Lord, that your word would come so alive in us, God. That, Lord, that we would be challenged, we'd be changed, we'd be encouraged, Father God. That, Lord, that we would walk in the wisdom of God. We would let your wisdom manifest itself in us, God. That, Lord, that the powers, unseen powers in, in the heavenlies can see in the power of God, in the wisdom of God, transforming our lives. And they will know they don't have a chance with us. It's all you, Jesus. It's all you. And we thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. You may be seated. All right. You know, it starts off, he, Paul says, when I think of all this, when I think of all this. So when he says, when I think of all this, he's thinking about chapters one, two, and the first part of chapter three. When I think of all this, and, and you know, we need to maintain that thought process, thinking about these things, amen? We need to meditate on the word. We need to think about the word, allow it to sink into our hearts and our minds so that it... It brings that wisdom of God that shows us how to live so that we are manifesting his wisdom in our lives. And so we need to take that time to think about this. You know, I read it like tomorrow or tonight. I'll read chapter four and the, ver the next passage I'm gonna preach. I'll read it today. Then I'll read it tomorrow. Then tomorrow I'll put it in my, I'll start my, sermon tomorrow i'll start it I'll, and i'll just put the scripture in there and then i'll read it i'll read it on tuesday i'll read it on wednesday i might start typing on wednesday too maybe what god is showing me thursday i'll start going and, and friday hopefully by friday i'm done but i i like to read it i don't want to just get up here and say oh hey you know I mean, I have thought about this all week and I want to encourage you. You should go home today. You should read chapter four. You should let it manifest in your life. Amen. You should let it stir you up. You know that when you, you come next Sunday, you're like, I know that pastor. And you know, and we're all in agreement. Amen. And that's how it, how it works. And so I want to talk today about how this prayer that Paul how he prayed. I want to talk to you about that starting off. The first thing that Paul did is he fell on his knees. He got down on his knees. He humbled himself before the Lord. Like I said, humility is the best way to approach God. You can come confident. Listen, you don't come confident in who you are. You come confident in who he is. Amen. Because <laughs> we are dust in the wind. You know, we want to come confident for who he is and humble ourselves here and, and, and then um, get on our knees. It's okay to get on our knees. But I think at the end of the service, we need to do that if you can, is get on your knees and we'll pray today. I don't care if you do it here, you do it there, but I really feel the call today to humble ourselves, but to come boldly and confidently before him, but in humility. Amen. And, and he prayed to the Father. We prayed to the Father. I always start off, dear Heavenly Father. That's my, my go-to, dear Heavenly Father. Now, when you pray, you don't have to, you notice Paul, he talks to the Father, but he doesn't say his name over and over and over again. And I know when a lot of people pray, they say, they, they say Father, Lord, or sometimes Father, Lord, or Father Lord Jesus, or they say it many times throughout their prayer. You don't have to. You come to the Father, and the Father's the Father goes like this. You know, when, when my kids, I could be in a room full of people. What my kids said, Daddy, I was like, what? And I knew my kids' voice, and I looked right at them. I knew where they're at. See, you only got to say it once, Father, whatever you call him. Paul called him Father, but. He recognized the Father as creator of everything in heaven and on earth. And he voiced it. You know, it's okay to not just think it. You know, Delon and I have conversations sometimes and I'm thinking in my head. She says, it'd be nice if you said something once in a while. 
So let me just say what I'm thinking. <laughs> you know, what's going on inside? God wants to know what's going on inside. He wants you to voice it, amen. He wants you to come because he's created everything, heaven and earth, and you can come before him and you can approach him with confidence because him as creator, amen. And then he gets into the prayer. We know how he prayed on his knees to the father and the creator. Then he gets into the prayer. And he says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources. Listen, you have to understand God has unlimited resources. You know, I, I heard a, a guy talk about, you know, that when he got to heaven, God showed him everything he had for him. Everything he didn't ask for. Everything he needed, but he didn't call on God to, to bring it. You know, you, you remember that movie? Um, it's not Evan Almighty. What's the other one? Bruce Almighty. Remember when he, he went to that file cabinet and he, and he opened that drawer and, and it just pushed him across the room? I kind of feel like that's what God's got stored up for us. That's his unlimited resources. It just keeps going and going and going and going. But we have to tap into it. I pray that you're, from your unlimited resources, God, that you will empower each one of us with your inner strength, your strength through the spirit, that God would empower each one of us with his strength through the spirit, amen? That's what we need. We need his strength through the Holy Spirit to fill each one of us. And we can come confidently and ask for it because it's promised to us. It's promised to us so we can ask for it, amen? We don't have to think, well, maybe that's not for me. Maybe tongues isn't for me. Why not? He's got unlimited resources. I remember this guy we had in our church before. He was gonna have hip replacement surgery. And God was really moving that Sunday. And we were praying for the sick and stuff, and, but he wouldn't come. So I went to him, I said, how come you didn't come? He goes, well, they, they probably need it more than me. I'm like, dude, God's got unlimited resources. He's got unlimited resources for you that you can call on him. You know, if you got to do your surgery thing, that's fine. But maybe you just got all the money in the world to do that. You got all the time to be down, whatever. But I know my God's got all the unlimited resources, amen. And he will empower you with inner strength through the Holy Spirit. He will empower you, amen. He'll give you that strength you need. All we've got to do is what? Ask. Ask. Very good. Nice and bold. I like that. You. you just got to ask. And God will give it to you. He will fill you, amen. He will fill you with the spirit and that inner strength that we need to press through, to go through, to get to the other side of things, amen. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. My, I know it says that, uh, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, but I, I, I always have a tag in there. I will not stay there. Amen. I'm not going to stay there. You know, he's going to empower me with inner strength and I'm going to keep moving through it. I'm going to keep going. I might walk through it and I might feel like I'm dying or whatever. I might feel, but I'm going to go through it because even I think it was a, Maggie, that was said today, you know, we can't go by what we feel. Amen. It's not about feeling. It's about faith. Amen. Trust. Next slide. Results. There's results when you pray like this. Things start happening in your life. Go to the first, Ed. I'm not going to use notes. I'm going to use you, okay? Then Christ... Everybody say, Jesus, Jesus will make his home in your heart. As you trust him, he will make his home in your heart as you trust him. You know, and, and it even says in the book of John that the father will come and he will make his home with you. He will make his home with you. It's, it's not like, you know, you came to church on Sunday to visit him. You're not here today to visit God because he, 
you're going to take him home with you. She's going to go with you. You're going to be like, you're going to get on that bus today, Gloria. And Gloria got on our bus. She's on the happy bus. Hallelujah. That's what we need to paint on, the happy bus. <laughs> the happy bus. I like that, Larry. I'm taking her home. Oh, you're taking her home. Okay. So, but you, he's, he's with you. He goes with you. He's always with you. He says, I'll never. Everybody say never. never. I'll never leave you. Hey, somebody didn't do their job this week. There's a little light over here, right here. I'm thinking. You, you guys, Mom and Priscilla, you need to fill this up. Now? <laughs> no. <laughs> but he'll make his home with you. It means he dwells with you. It means he's there always. You don't, we, we all do it. When we pray, we invite the Holy Spirit to come. Why? You're there, he's there. If the Holy Spirit's in you, you're there, he's there. We don't have to invite him to come. And then it says, you know, when we, when we come to church and we say, oh, I invite you. And you can just smack me every time I say it, okay? Oh, I invite you, Holy Spirit, to come. No, he's already here. I invite him to manifest himself. But the Holy Spirit, because he's in you, he's with you, amen? He's already here. You came. Two or more are gathered together in his name. There he shall be. So he's here. That's all we got to do. We got to remember that. But listen, listen, look at it. It says, in your heart. He'll make his home in your heart. As you trust. As you trust in him. That's the big thing. Do you trust in him? Because he'll, he'll come. And he'll be with you. But you got to trust him. You ever had people in your life that you didn't trust? You're like, hmm, I've had such people. And it's like, I love you, but I don't trust you. And the Lord told me a certain people, don't walk with them. I said, he said, but you got to love them, but don't walk with them. I'm like, okay, I can do that. And I can, I, I love, but I don't, I don't uh, move with them in, in life. I trust my wife, hallelujah. But I trust Jesus even more. I trust him that he's made his home in my heart. I have this confidence in him. Ed, so now when you do that, when you trusted him and you've allowed him to come and make his home with you, your roots will grow down into God's love. So your roots start growing deep in his love. And so when your roots start growing deep in God's love, other things start going away. Hatred goes away. Anger goes away. The frustration with life, it just starts going away. Because when you put your trust in him and your roots, the roots of his love is going down. It keeps you strong. You're not an, a weak, anemic Christian. You're not getting beat up every time you turn around in the spirit. You're standing strong, amen? You're walking in faith. You're believing. You're trusting God. So when something happens, you're not so moved about what's happening because God is with you, amen? And you trust him to have you. And so as you trust him, he'll keep you strong. He'll keep you strong. You won't be moved by everything that's going on around you. And we know there's a lot going on around us, but I know this. I trust God and his love is growing deep in the roots in me. Amen. That's where you got to be thinking. God's roots are growing deep in me. Everybody say God's roots. God's roots. It's growing deep in you. Amen. Ed. Then he gets back into the prayer. Back into the prayer. He's really confident in his praying. He says, and may you have, this is what he prays for us, the believer. May you have the power to understand. May you have the power to understand. 
Listen, we don't get everything. And there's some things in the Bible that it's not made clear. I'll give you one. When is Jesus gonna return? He says, only the Father knows, but you'll know the season. You know, I, look, I, I, I love history, so I study back through history. And I thought, man, they must have really thought he was, he was coming at Civil War time. They must have really thought he was coming at World War I. They must have, oh my gosh, they must have been packing their bags around World War II time. You know, they must have thought, oh, this is it, you know. But the things that we have today is Israel as a nation. See, none of that was in place. That had to happen. Israel is a nation. A lot of things are happening now. I believe Jesus could come anytime. But he wants us to understand as all God people, look at as all of God's people should. How wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. See, that's four dimensions. We kind of live in three dimensions in the sense that we have, well, I have a box. Okay, we have the length, the height, and the depth of this box. We have three dimensions. How long, how wide, how deep. But he throws in there. Deep, how wide, how long, how high, how deep is his love. He throws in another dimension. And that other dimension, it's, it's a God thing. It's the God factor in all of it. It's God's love. It's deeper than us. We're in that three-dimensional realm, but God brings that fourth dimension to us that causes us to be able to, to love deeper, to experience the depth of his love. And this is where Paul is praying, that we'd have this understanding of how deep God loves you and how deep that root he wants us to have to love other people. God's desire is that we grow in our love and our understanding of his love so that we can walk it out in our lives so that we, we don't just say, well, I can't love like that. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can because he said, you need to seek to understand it. You need to go after it. God, give me the power of under, to understand your love so that it's so alive inside of me that I'm not, I'm not missing out on what you have so that you can receive his love. See, you need to receive his love. You need to know your love. You need to let the love of God come to you because perfect love casts out all fear because fear leads to torment. And so many people are walking around tormented because they don't think they're loved. Which is not true. You're loved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. You are loved. God loves you. Amen. And we just need to understand. See, the hard part about love for us is... When we love this way, a lot of our love this way is conditional. We do it on a conditional basis. You know, our love is filled with what she does for me or what I do for her. You know, it's, there's that conditional thing. But with God, there is no condition. Even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5, 8. While we were yet sinners, Christ died. Christ, knowing what we were going to do, he said, I love him enough, I'm going to die for him. I'm going to die for him. And he did. He came and he died for us so that we could experience the love of the Father. In Paul's prayer, 
is that we can understand it. May you experience the love of Christ, though it's too great to fully understand, to understand fully. I mean, we're not going to really understand until we get there. You're, we're not going to understand until we, we get into heaven. Look, there's, there's no darkness in heaven. No darkness. God's glory fills that whole place. You, you, there'll be no shadow like this. There's no shadow of turning. Ah, look, there's a shadow. You won't find a shadow. I remember, I don't know if you ever listened to Jesse Duplantis visit into heaven, the vision of heaven, however it happened with him. But he, he, kept, he kept turning around and the angel that was with him said, what are you doing? He goes, where's my shadow? Because the glory of God was just so bright. But he kept looking for his shadow. There's no shadows in heaven. There's no, no darkness in heaven. It's all light. You know, and that's when we're going to fully understand the love of God. Amen. You know, if we can step closer to it today in knowing how much God loves you, that you, you'd be way better. Because then you'll know this. You're not unloved. There's nobody in this room that is unloved. So in order to, to understand that, Delonda, I've got to not trust in how I feel. Because if I feel unloved, it's unscriptural. So I may have that feeling of being unloved, but I know this, Christ loves me. And so I need to start edging towards that. And sometimes you just got to start professing. I know Jesus loves me. I know Jesus loves me. I know Jesus loves me. And start professing that over your life instead of, oh, I'm so unloved. Nobody loves me. Nobody, you know, you change your wording around and start professing. I have a God that sent his son to die for all my sins because he loves me. And start pressing into the love of God that you can fully understand it, that you can grip it, that you can get a hold of it, amen? Because God loves you and he's got a plan and his glorious plan is that we walk in the wisdom of God. We just read it in, in the chapter three here that his wisdom would be alive in us and it manifests itself. That's his plan. So we, we've got to press into him so we can understand fully. You know, when we're talking about pressing in, we're talking about, you know, just, just come, come to the altar. Just come and, and humble yourself before him and just press into it. Call on him. You know, don't worry about what people are thinking. Just, just get close to him. Get away from the thinking of the world and just enter into him. Humble yourself, get on your knees, lay on your face. That's what worship is. It means to be prostrate before the Lord, to lay down. It's okay. We'll cover you with a sheet. Just don't be afraid to come because there brings results. This kind of praying brings results. What's the result number one, Ed? Then, everybody say then. then. You will be made complete. Complete. With all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. You will have all the life, all the power that comes from God that you have need of. God will manifest that in your life. Amen. Love and life and power. A fullness of life. Listen, you all need to start living again. You really need to start living. You really need to start thriving in Christ. You know, be smiling, being happy, going doing something. Get out of your house. Go and tell somebody about Jesus, amen? Look for opportunities to, to, to show off that wisdom that God's given to you. Let it manifest in you that it's pushing it back against the powers of darkness because God's pouring into you. Let that love abound in your heart and your mind. Let the love become so big that you care about what bothers God. Amen. It bothers God that people are going to hell.
You'll be, wait, back up. I'm not done yet. <laughs> You'll be made complete. Remember what trials does. Book of James. You gotta wait a second here. I gotta find James. James 1. I know we all love this passage. James 1, 2, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it a great opportunity for joy. For, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So I know that you're, you're, many people are going through trials right now, whether it be finances, it be your health, it be your relationships. People are going through trials right now. And, and it's like, let it come. And then make the right decisions as you're going through the trials. Not one amen. amen. You need to learn to make right decisions. Amen. Okay? Not worldly decisions, right decisions. Right means righteous. Amen. Make righteous, right decisions according to the word of God for your life. And when you're in the middle of those circumstances, it's just like... Um, 2008, when that housing crisis hit... You know, people were losing their homes and they were modifying their loans and everything and stuff. And this brother went to, to talk to somebody about a modification on his loan and everything. And, you know, you have to list everything that you pay every month. And he put his tithe on there. And the guy goes, oh, well, here's your problem. If you would just stop tithing, you'd be able to make it okay. And the guy goes, no way, man. If I don't... If I don't keep tithing, I'm not going to make what I got. Amen. Amen. You see, you got you to gotta understand what God has for you. So the fullness of life and power that comes from God, it's there for us. It's there for us. But sometimes we're going to go through trials and tribulations. But as we make the right decisions through the trials and tribulations, God will bring us through. And then we'll be the wiser person for it, amen? We'll walk in that wisdom of God that he has for us. And people will go, wow, they're so wise. And you know, you can be young and be wise too, amen? You can be in high school and be wise. Don't you wish you knew back then what you know now? I would have invested a dollar in, in Apple. But you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Okay, it's not fullness of ourselves. It's the stuff that comes from God. God will pour into us, amen. That's what we need. We need that outpouring in our lives. That's why we got to press into him. That's why we can't just lay back on this. We've got to go closer. We got to come closer. And then, Ed, then there comes the praise. With everything, we got to praise the Lord. Amen. Put on a garment of praise. Spirit of heaviness will be gone. It'll be destroyed. I praise the Lord. Amen. You don't praise the Lord for bad circumstances. I praise God. He's bringing me through them. Then I start, when it, I start praising when it happens. God, you're bringing me through. I love it. Even before you get the answer, all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us. So we need to allow his mighty power to work in us. What does that mean? How do you do that? I listen. I read my word. I worship him. But when I'm listening, I'm listening for instruction because God will give you instruction and, and you'll think, oh, I just had, I had this bright idea. No, you didn't. God did. And he gave it to you. Amen. Don't take credit for it. All glory to God. He spoke to me this week. See that? Look at all glory to God who is able 
through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Our God is able, and it, oh, more than you can think, more than you can imagine. You're like, I, I can't believe that God's gonna do this and I praise you for it, God, already. I praise you, Lord, that as I'm asking, Lord, that you're gonna do it. Lord, you're gonna do it. You're gonna take this thing out of me. You're gonna deliver me. You're gonna provide the need I have, God. Oh, your mighty power at work within us, Father God, is gonna accomplish more than I could ever imagine, God. Oh, hallelujah. You ask for a thousand dollars, you just trust God for two. Amen, I like that, Delana. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because when you come to God with your need, he's a guy that brings more than enough. Amen. Amen. He's a guy that opens up the windows of heaven to you. So that's where you trust him. That's where you walk in it. And you're able to just glorify God through this. Next one, Ed. Glory. Everybody say glory. glory. To him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever, amen. Glory to God, God's got us. This is where we need that trust. You need to know that God has you, but you know what? You need to start making righteous, right decisions with him. He'll speak to you. You know, I remember I, when I had my own business, I was an injection mold maker and This guy called me, I, I, I was renting a spot from somebody and I had a shop. I had my machinery, it's computerized, my computer in there and everything. And I rented from this guy. But somebody calls me and says, hey, this guy's got a building, it's full of equipment. There's room for your machinery and it's only $700 a month, go look at it. So I went and looked at it and I'm like, wow, this would be great, man. I'd have, I'd have everything I need for the molds. And, um, but I got stuck looking at the number for rent. I'm like, ah. you know, cause sometimes when you're in business for yourself, man, you know, making commitments and I had already had a big commitment for my machine. My first machine I bought cost $80,000. So I had to put 10% down and make that payment every month. So I'm thinking about that payment, but I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't see myself having another payment. So I told the guy, nah, I'm gonna pass. And you know, Greg, two months later, the guy I was renting from goes, yeah, I'm moving, you gotta move out. I'm like, what? He's like, you gotta move out. And you know what? I had to go to a shop $200 more a month, no machinery, no wiring. I had to wire the whole shop for my machinery because I didn't pay attention to what God was telling me. And I didn't move. Another example, I was gonna buy a boat. I love, you guys see my Facebook post, I love to fish. I love to go out on the water, I love the ocean. We were buying a 24 foot bay liner and it was a nice boat. My friend had it and we were just gonna take over the payments. Me, the owner of the company I worked for and then one of the other employees. We were all going in together and we were gonna make this payment, get that boat. We had a good company truck that would haul that boat. It's gonna be great. Go fishing as much as we want. Well, we worked a lot too, but. So an hour from going and picking up the boat, the Holy Spirit speaks to me. He says, don't do the deal. I'm like, what? He said, don't get the boat. I'm like, really? And I'm thinking, I already got these other two guys all involved in this, they're all excited. And, he go, and the Lord goes, it won't be good for you, don't do it. So I went into the owner of the company, I said, hey, Bob, I said, uh, Man, I was just praying. This guy was so not a believer. I said, I was just praying about the boat thing, you know, and God told me, don't do this deal. And he goes, huh, okay. He goes, I was just doing it for you anyways. And the other employee, when I told him, he was like, 
Well, I was only doing it because you guys made me. So <laughs> we didn't get the boat. But a month later, my dad gave me his boat. <laughs> See, you got to pay attention to what the Holy Spirit's telling you. Don't just try to slide through on things. Don't do it on your own. You're not alone. We've already established that God is with us always. Amen? He's everywhere you go. So don't, don't allow yourself to feel all alone. Start having conversations with God. Start initiating conversation. God, what do you want me to do today? God, what do you want me to eat? God, what do you want me to wear? He'll tell you. He'll speak to you. You got to start having the easy conversations. Because if you, if you don't have the easy conversations, see, because if you can hear on the easy stuff, what about when it gets hard? Then you got to know, God's speaking to me. When you're trying to make a, a hard life decision, God will speak to you. He'll speak to you either in that small, still voice or he'll speak to you through his word. There's some things that are made very clear in his word. I talked to somebody the other day. They said, I want to get a divorce, pastor. I said, mm, that's not good. Said, yeah, and then went on and I just said, listen, God hates divorce. Don't do it. Yeah, but uh, I said, don't do it. I'm telling you, what you need to do is you need to call Elizabeth. <laughs> I told her that. <laughs> call Elizabeth. And then you need to get, get back in church. Stop not coming to church. You need us. We need you. You need to connect with the body of Christ. See, she came from counsel. I gave her the wisest counsel I could give any person. Now, did I fix her marriage? No, but I gave her an avenue to fix it. This is for somebody here today. Don't wait so long that you feel like there's no way out. Because the Holy Spirit will always show you a way out if you ask. First Corinthians chapter 10. He will always show you a way out. Don't wait until you're so bottled up in it that you feel there's no way out. Because God says, if you ask, I'll show you the way out. And you can get out. But we want to wait until we're so knotted up in it. We don't know what we'll do. But his arm is not too short for us to reach down us out to set us free to get us where he wants us to get us back on track to get us in the plan of God that we walk in the wisdom of God Father we come before you today God and we just give you praise today for this passage of scripture that you've unloaded to us And I pray today, God, that this passage would manifest itself in our lives. And as I said earlier, I feel that today we are to humble ourselves before the Lord and we're to get on our knees before him 
You could come to the altar. You could turn around right there in your chair and get on your knees if you can. So if you would do that now, make that move, draw close to him right now in humility, but we're gonna come boldly before his throne. And what I talked about today, I'm gonna pray over us. Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. We come before you when we pray, Lord, that from your glorious unlimited resources that you would empower us with an inner strength through the spirit of God. That you would fill us overflowing and abundantly with the Holy Spirit today, God that you would open up the windows of heaven to us, God, and pour out on us the Holy Spirit. You said in the last days you would pour out your spirit upon all flesh. Let it rain down on us today, God, because we need you. Make your home in our hearts as we trust you for this, God. We believe you for this. We trust your word, God. We trust in who you are. And we thank you right now for coming and empowering us today, God. Make your home with us. And Lord, and we commit to trust in you, to trust in you, God. We commit to trusting you, Father. Lord, and I pray that today our roots will grow down into your love and that you will keep us strong in your love, God that your love would manifest in our lives, Lord Father, that our hearts would be changed, our minds would be changed, that we'd be renewed by the love of God. Let it flow in us, God. And Lord, may you, we begin to have the understanding as your people, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep your love is for us. Lord, how deep your love is for us. Lord, I pray that we begin to understand what you've done for us, Lord, and how much you care for each one of us. Lord, I pray that you renew our hearts today, God, that we would know that we know that we know, Lord, that we are loved by God. We are loved by you. And Lord, I pray that we could receive your perfect love because perfect love casts out all fear. We know fear leads to torment. Lord, and none of us want to be tormented. We want the perfect love of God to fill us overflowing in the name of Jesus. Lord, that we would experience the love of Christ. We know we may never fully understand it till we get there, but I pray that today we would have a greater understanding of your love. That you would keep us, Father. And Lord, now... We just give you glory, God. <laughs> we glorify you, God. All glory to God. All glory to God. All glory to God. Who is able, who is able through your mighty power at work within us to accomplish, accomplish infinitely more than we could ever ask or think, God. You are able, Lord. We, we don't have to think it, God, because you can do it, God. You are able, Lord, even as, as we're struggling in areas, you are able, God. You are able to do it, God. Lord, when it looks like there's no other way, even as we sang it today, you're the miracle worker, God. You're the way maker. You make a way where there doesn't seem to be a way. And I pray that today over every single one of us, God. And you make a way. Make a way, Lord, make a way. And we give you glory, Lord, in Christ Jesus. Oh, we give you glory. 
And Father, we are eternally grateful that you love us so much that you sent Jesus to die for us so that we could have life. And I pray that abundant life over every person here today, God. And Lord, that you would abundantly bless us with your love today. That it be poured out on us, God, to the point we know that we know that we know we're never alone. You are with us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort us. They correct us. We thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Praise you, Lord. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mm. Draw close to him. Tomorrow when you get up, draw close to him. Approach him boldly and confidently in all humility. Just come close to him. Lean into him. Lean into him. Oh, he has such plans for you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Tomorrow when you get up, begin to have the conversation. Just tell him, good morning, Lord, and let him respond. Give him a minute. Just say, good morning, Lord, and let him talk back. Lord, what do you have planned today? Let him talk back. And you say, oh, that's all my own imagination. Well, if that's what it is, let it start on a good note with Jesus. But I believe you'll begin to hear like never before. Amen? Amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand today, huh? <laughs> Announcements, next Sunday, we're having water baptism again. We're going to do it outside after service. You need to bring a change of clothes and a towel. Don't wear white. Maggie, stand up, wave at them. They can't see you on this side. Come forward a little bit. Maggie was singing today. She's our youth director. So if you want to get baptized, and listen, if you haven't been, you need to. You see Maggie today, okay? She'll talk to you about baptism for next Sunday. We'll do it after the service. Spanish church will have a jacuzzi set up outside. And we'll all go out there and we'll just celebrate with each other getting baptized. Amen. So if you need to get baptized, see Maggie today and let's get on with it. Okay. God bless you all. May the Lord bless you, keep you, and his face shine upon you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Have a great day. We'll see you. Make sure you read your bulletin.